Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Who enjoyed Michelle's message last week? What a phenomenal, phenomenal message. The power of surrender. And who would have thought there's power in surrender? But when we lay down our lives and our agendas and our desires and say, God, your will, your way, there is power in that place. I want to encourage you, if you weren't here, go and listen to the podcast. It was phenomenal. And I just love the fact that uh, Michelle you know, referenced the fact that she's got hormone pre- um, pregnancy hormones raging through her body and she was on fire. So I figured I, I better go get some of those. I Googled it, but I, can't, I couldn't find any. I was, it's only for the women, apparently. Hey, it's good. We're going to have some fun this morning. I just want to do a, a, a basic Bible study out of uh, Ephesians. I love the book of Ephesians. Uh, it's, it's an epistle that Paul wrote to the, the church in Ephesus while he was in prison in Rome. Uh, and it's phenomenal. It's just a great book. And it, it shows us there's no separation between us and God. No matter where we've come from, no matter who we've been, uh, that, that Christ is our Redeemer. Uh, and it reveals everything that He's done for us. It, it shows us what we have as a result. And, and I want to talk about that this morning. Because sometimes I think we skim over. You know, the Bible is the promises of God for our life. Uh, it, it's, it's His promises that we can have in our world victory and breakthrough and, and an overcoming spirit. But I think sometimes we just skim over the Word of God and, and therefore don't actually, uh, you know, work it through and comprehend exactly what it's saying and therefore apply it in the right context. So this morning I just want to look basically at, you know, a little Bible study out of Ephesians. But I was thinking this week, I was thinking some of my favorite memories from being a child was when I was in a team. Um, I, I remember playing for the Avalon Bulldogs football. As you can see by my uh, striking stature, I wasn't a forward. <laughs> Andre the Giant over here, stand up for a sec, Pete. He would have been the forward. I was the winger. Uh, at best, I was an outside center. And, and if you see my legs without my jeans on, they're, they're, I was sticks of fury. I didn't have much up top, but mate, I could, I could move. If you got me that ball, I was, I was going to get a try. And I, and I remember playing for the Creel Bay Tennis Club and, uh, and would play, you know, would train Tuesdays, Thursdays, and I'd, I'd play competition on Saturdays. And we, we did pretty well. We won competitions and we got invited to the McDonald's squad for junior tennis players. And I remember playing basketball at school and it was awesome. It was being a part of a team, it's, there was a sense of achievement that was far higher than anything I did on my own. You know, you, you played a round of golf, or you had a, but when I played as a team, uh, and, you, and you achieved something, and you won, or you, you, you hit a goal or a target, it was like, it, we did it together. And uh, every team has certain elements. There's a coach, and there's players, and there's spectators, or there's supporters. And, and I kind of see my role in the life of this church as being coach. And, and as I was thinking through this message this week, I, I, I really felt God impress upon my heart, you've got this. And so the message that I want to bring this morning, and, and as a coach, as somebody that's cheering you on and leading you and saying, come on, we can, I, I want to encourage you, you've got this. You've got what it takes to live life well. You've got what it takes to succeed and overcome. Everybody say, I've got this. Okay, so everybody that's hearing me this morning say, I've got this. Come on, come on, there's life. In the li- You've got this. Because life is intimidating. And 
cultural expectation is intimidating and and the devil is intimidating and all these forces are trying to say you don't have this you can't do this you will fail you won't succeed you can't get through this is this is too big for you with your level of intellect with your bank balance with the way your relationship is with the way you are uh, um, emotionally and physically you can't do this I'm here to tell you this morning you've got this You've got this because God and you are the majority. With God on your side, you are more than an overcomer. And I love what it says where it says that anybody that is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. The the old is gone. You've got this because you're not who you used to be. You've got this because you're not doing it in your own strength or in your own intellect or with the resources you've had. You've got this because God is with you and God is for you and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's get excited this morning. I'm not feeling good. And so as a result, I'm going to go one of two ways. I'm going to fall over in a heap or I'm going to go crazy. I, I think it's probably the latter, but I need you to pray for me because the codril's kicking in. I don't have the pregnancy hormones, but the codril's going. And there's, if it's not that, it's going to be green snot. So the codril is better than that. So too much information, my wife says. So come on, come with me this morning. Let's just do a Bible study and, and see where we go. Amen. Fantastic. Starting in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in uh, in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of grace, by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one, of, uh, in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth in him. In him we also have obtained an inheritance. Everybody say inheritance. In God we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that he who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom you having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of of his glory. I love this. It's a long passage of scripture, but I love this. And as we just break it down a little bit this morning, I want to, I want to show you what this means for your life. I want to show you why you've got this because of this. See, because this is the promise of God for your life. This is a blueprint and and a map, a roadmap for your life that you can follow. Uh, And I just love uh, that that the first thing we see in verse three is that each of us is blessed as we belong. You're not blessed in and of yourself. You're blessed because you made a decision to enter into Christ. And I've seen a lot of people enter into Christ and become blessed and then step out of Christ. And wonder why life doesn't work like it used to work. Our blessing is in connection. 
Our blessing is in remaining connected because it says we're blessed in Christ. So as we belong to him, I want to encourage you, church, as you walk through life blessed, as things start to go well and circumstances turn around, make sure that your connection and your focus remains on Jesus Christ, the one that brings blessing into our world. We're blessed to belong. We're blessed because we're connected. And uh, the other thing we see, which I was, I was referencing earlier uh, in, in these kind of 11 verses, is that Jesus is a, a revealer of what he's done for us. Through, through the work of the cross, this passage reveals to us what we have as a result. Uh, and, and, it, and it comes through the fact that he is also a redeemer. He, he, we are redeemed from the curse because of the cross, and then we have certain things available to our lives. Uh, but, but what I love is that none of these things are automatic. We have to go after them. None of the things of God, none of the promises of God just get dropped into our lap. We do certain things, and as a result, see, God's a responsive God. He says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. He, he's responsive. What he's done for us, he's, he's, he's done for us. Now, we have to go after those very things and take a hold of them. We have to go and grab a hold of the promises and, take, and say, thank you very much. Thank you for that gift. Thank you for that blessing. Thank you for that provision. I accept it. I receive it. And now I move on. Yeah? Is this helping anybody? Because I think sometimes we come into church, we come into Christ, we, we get saved and we go, God, fantastic. What have you got for me? Bring it on, big fella. Let's go. And I continue to live life the way I've always lived life. But God says, yeah, but there's a few things that have to change. You see, you were made, but now we're being transformed. Made is in an instant. Transformation is a process. It's a thing that happens when I start to walk out the journey that God's called me to. Yeah? Is this helping anybody? We have to do something. We have a part to play in the blessing that comes upon our life. Um, in verse 1, we're told and, uh, you know, that Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus from prison, most likely in Rome. So although he's in prison, Paul still had an ability to thank God for his blessings. What? You're in prison in Rome. The Roman centurions were brutal and they were ruthless. If Paul is in prison in Rome, it's not a five-star holiday camp. He's, he's in He's in chains. He's in pain. He's being beaten. He's having things withheld from him. He'd be lucky to get food every few days. There's rats. There's, there's water. He's, he's in an environment of, of pain, torment, and torture. He's writing to the church saying, blessed be God who's blessed us with all things. So as I read this, I go, his body was in chains, but his spirit was free. And I look at the church today, not you, other churches. You guys are phenomenal. Other churches, my Lord, they need help. They need God. They're free yet bound. But here is the Apostle Paul writing an epistle uh, to, to the churches to encourage them. Live free though you may be bound. You might be in a circumstance right now where you feel bound, where you feel beaten, where you feel like hell is coming at you and the devil is attacking you and everything's going wrong. I want to encourage you this morning, find that blessing. Find that, that ability on the inside of you say, blessed be God. Regardless of my circumstance, regardless of what, what I face, regardless, of, I am going to bless Lord. I love what it says in Psalm 103, bless the Lord. O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. 
who heals all our disease, who redeems us, who brings us forth into the future that he has for us. Come on, let's give God a hand and clap this morning. And you know, I, I go, Paul must have been blessed for him to be able to rise above his circumstance. So, so, so his blessing wasn't a physical condition, it was a spiritual one. His blessing didn't relate to his context and his circumstance, it related to the condition of his soul. He was blessed because of his soul, because he'd gone to a place of connection with God. And it didn't matter what the outside looked like, the inside was blessed. Can I encourage you as we press into God, as we stay connected to, to the one who brings the life into our world, to, to, you know, the, the provision into our circumstance, as we stay connected, we can be blessed truly blessed and and we've all heard those cliched sayings I'm wonderfully well and blessed and highly favored of the Lord how are you brother I'm blessed how are you I'm blessed wonderfully well and blessed it's one thing to say you're blessed it's another thing to be blessed it's you know and and I've said this many times before that blessing isn't a statement I make it's a state that I live in I live blessed I'm a blessed man. And I tell you, if you don't want me to be blessed, I'll take your portion as well. Because I'm blessed and I'm favored of God and things were, and life is good. And regardless of what I face today, tomorrow's going to be a fantastic, blessed, abundant, provided for day. Amen? That's, that's my belief. That's my view. That's what I believe. That's what I have faith in. And I want to encourage you to rise to that place, place of believing, I am blessed in Christ. I am blessed because of what God has done. And, and what I love here is in verse 3, it says that God has, past tense, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. God has blessed us. We're blessed together. You're blessed individually, but we're blessed together. We're blessed as we belong, and we're blessed as we belong together as a community of believers walking in God's ways. And um, it says, you know, blessing or blessed is a Christian word and a biblical word. But my question is, what does it really mean to be blessed? Because we say it, we're blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? Um, the word blessed which Jesus used in the Sermon on the Mount is found in root form in the Greek word makyrios. I may have said that wrong. Did I say that wrong? Yeah, we've got some Greeks here today. Makarios, makyrios. I don't know. It, it, it's Greek, and it's rooted in, in, in the Greek, and it's good. And it means, and I could be wrong, but please don't contradict me if I'm wrong. To be happy or blissful, and also means to have a self-contained happiness. To be blessed. Paul was blessed. He had a self-contained happiness, even though he was in chains. I can't think of anything worse than being chained, shackled in the deepest, darkest part of the prison, and, and I'm sitting there writing a letter praising God. I, 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 like, we, we enjoy freedoms here in, in, in the Western world that like, nobody knows. We look at the compassion video, and I go, my heart breaks. I, if that girl didn't be sponsored, I would have sponsored her this afternoon. I would have rung somebody at compassion and gone, I need to sponsor that young girl. But here's the thing, I've been to the projects. I've been in Jakarta, I've been in Indonesia, I've been to these, there are thousands of these kids everywhere. But, but you know, the funny thing is, I've seen kids in these projects that are more free than kids in Australia. More free than kids in, in Australia. See, I love my kids. My kids are absolutely phenomenal. They're a blessing to Melissa and I. But sometimes we get upset when we don't get a new $200 pair of soccer boots. Amen. This girl just wants food. She just wants a bowl of rice or somebody to sponsor her so she can go to school. 
and I, I'm not having a shot there, Noah. It's, I get upset when I don't get a new surfboard. Do you know what I mean? We, we, our, our Western mindset is, but, but this is talking about you can be free, truly free. You can be blessed as an internal condition rather than an external circumstance. And I love this because a self-contained happiness. Do you know, I know people that have got millions of dollars that don't contain happiness. And I know people that have very, very little that are happy all the time. They will give you the shirt off their back. They will give you a smile. They will, they will come and have a coffee and make sure you're doing all right when you go through a seemingly tough time because they've got a self-contained happiness. Church, we're meant to carry a self-contained happiness that we're, we're walking around as joy machines. You walk along the street and people go, that person is crazy. They are on something, and we are. We're getting high on the most high. We've got the Holy Ghost. We are filled with life. We are filled with joy. We are filled with vision for our future. Amen? Amen. Come on, you give me some funny looks, and I don't know if it's the nasally twang or it's the, the codril, but this is good. And I love just breaking down the word and going, what does this mean for my life? What can I do with this? Because the Bible says that all scripture is God-breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that the man or woman of God may, may be thoroughly equipped. That, that we, if we want to live blessed, if we want to live successful, if we want to live guided of God through life, we need to get into the word and say, what does it say for me? Amen? And I've got like five minutes, so here we go. And... Uh, a self-contained happiness. And I, and I thought this, I thought the Bible describes up us as vessels. We're described as vessels that he is the potter and we are the clay. We are created as vessels to be filled with a self-contained happiness. The self-contained happiness is God. God is joy. God is, God is life. He, he, is, he is life. He, he comes and fills us. The Bible says those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. There's times where we walk through life and we feel empty and dry. And that's because we're made to be filled. And, and we're not made to be filled with the world. We're made to be filled with God. And I want to encourage you, the blessing, the blessed life, walking blessed, having every spiritual blessing is a result of the fact that we've filled ourselves up with so much of God that there's no room for the world. That there's no, there's no room for the desires of the world that's leading us to death, but there's only room and more desire for God. There's a hunger there. And, and I want to encourage you, how hungry, how thirsty are you for more of God, for another encounter with Him that, that transforms your world? And I think through what Michelle was saying before about prayer and fasting, let this be a three-week period that changes your life. You know, they say that, that to, to form a new habit takes three to four weeks. We can form new habits. New habits create our new futures. Because yeah, the way I live today is, is the future that I'll, I'll, I'll live in tomorrow. But if, I, if there's things that I don't like about my life, if I don't feel blessed today, if, I, if, if I'm not experiencing what, I, what I'm experiencing today, maybe I could shift a few things in this, focus up on Jesus, put some things aside, and then step into a new reality in a, in a month period because I, I laid aside something that meant something to me. Amen? Fantastic. I love this because it says us. Not just you, but us. We're blessed together. We're blessed in community. We're blessed in connection. And I want to encourage you this week. I don't have time to go through it now. Read John 15. If you, if you want your life to produce, if you want your life to enlarge, if you want to see the fruit of your labors in life, read John 15. And then just do what it says. It says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. No branch produces fruit disconnected from me. 
Again, it's in connection. You've got you to be connected to me. And it really is a sad thing when you see people come in and get on fire for God and then disconnect because they think it's in and of themselves. It's never in and of ourselves. It's always in him. It's always in connection. You know, and, and there's a great saying that a, a, a fruit tree or an apple tree's uh, struggle is not to produce fruit. It's to find water. Our water for our soul is the Holy Spirit. Our struggle will never be to produce fruit. will always be to stay connected to God. And there's so many reasons to disconnect. I want to encourage you, make a decision to stay connected. To, you know, it says those who are planted in the house of God will be fresh and flourishing. You know, I, I want to encourage you, let your roots go down deep into the soil of God, that he will sustain you and let life flow through you. Amen? Fantastic. It goes on in this part of Scripture to say, with every spiritual blessing. So, so I wanted to say to you this morning, you lack nothing. You lack nothing. You have what you need for the challenge you face, for the life that you live, for the situation you find. You lack nothing, no thing. There's no thing that you lack. God has brought everything into your world that you need to carry you through. That is awesome. That is awesome. You have what you need, Luke. Right now, in the situation, you've, you have what you need. I have what I need, and I have some needs. I've got needs in my world, some challenges that I'm facing. They go, I've got no idea. This is beyond me. And I can seek wisdom, and I can get advice, but ultimately, God goes, I, I've, I've already given you. On the inside of you is the seed of, of what you need to answer the problem that you face today. Nick and Matt, in your business, you have what you need to go to that next level, to step... You, you've got dreams, you've got this, you have what you need right now to take that to the next step. God's already given it to you. Why? Because you're blessed. Yeah. And a blessing is, is just unmerited favor. Yeah. It's a grace. To be blessed is just to be graced of God. Yeah. You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. But I'm, I'm blessed anyway. Right. And, and we, that, that, that's why we should have self-contained happiness because I don't deserve this. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a goose. I've messed up. I make mistakes. I've, but God's blessed me anyway. I'm graced of heaven, favored of God. This is awesome. That's why I'm alive. That's why I'm passionate. That's why I'm on fire. Because like, God, you are good. Even though I don't deserve it, you are good and you bless me anyway. There's other religions out there that you can go and beat yourself up if you want to. I didn't do this, beat myself up. I didn't do that, beat myself up. God says as far as the east is from the west, I remember not. See, when you come into Christ, it says that, that you're washed as white as the snow. That, that, that he washes away our past. He washes away our sin. He washes away our mistakes and says, new page, new day. Just, just keep walking forward. Just keep looking at me. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to heap guilt on you. I'm not here to beat you up and show you what you've done because you're a loser and you've made mistakes and you've broken things. And I, Oh, it's okay. I'll, it's not like that. God says, let's walk a journey. Let's have some fun. Let's live in victory together. Amen. You know, and what are spiritual blessings? If, if we've been given every spiritual blessing, if, if God has blessed us with every spiritual, what are spiritual blessings? And I'd say that they're fourth dimension power that enables us to live beyond our five senses. It's the power of God. You know, Isaiah 55 says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are above your ways. And, and my thoughts are beyond your thoughts. You know, Ephesians says, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or imagine, to him be the glory. What are the spiritual blessings? Spiritual blessings take us beyond what our eyes can see and our ears hear and our, our mind can comprehend. And, and I want to encourage you, 
Step into the Spirit of God. Press into God and let the spiritual gifts that He has for you manifest in your life because your world will look very different when you do. You know, um, what are they for? What are the gifts of God for? And I, and I believe that the gifts of God are to bless us, to complete us, to perfect us, and to empower us. That's what I believe the gifts of God, that the spiritual gifts of God are given to us for. To bless us, to complete us, to perfect us, and to empower us. You know, 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And, it, and it's through our faith that we overcome the world. It's not, again, in and of ourselves. It's, it's because of the spiritual gifts that have been lavished upon us. You know, and, and just for those that are taking notes, I really don't have time. I'm going to finish now. You know, spiritual blessings are named throughout the Bible, and there's three main uh, passages of Scripture that I'd love you to just go away this week and read. Romans 12, verses 6 to 8. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 28. And these, you know, just some of the spiritual gifts that we've been given, some of the blessings that have been poured out of the, the ability to prophesy, the, 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 the anointing to serve, to teach, to encourage, to give, to lead, to, to act mercifully, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, speaking in tongues, interpretations of tongues, healings, the gift of helps, you know, the, the wisdom of government, diversity of tongues. And I love what it says, that the Greek word for blessing is the word eulogia, which means benefit. The blessing of God upon your life will benefit you for life. I've said that wrong as well, haven't I? Flip. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing Greek when you guys come to church. So if there's ever a week where you're not coming to church, just tell me, and that's the week I'll bring out Greek. It's in the pronunciation, isn't it? It's just, it's just the, it's the benefit. Let God benefit your life. Walk in such a way that having God present in your life isn't a token thing, but it's a benefit. It enhances all that you do. You see, sometimes I think, you know, we're, we're embarrassed to say I'm a Christian, or we say we're a Christian, and that's just to, to cover up my personality or cover up, cover up my character traits. Or, or you know, don't use God as an excuse. Let God empower you, because you were created with a unique nature to go out and have influence. The, the way that you're made in the image of God, filled with the Spirit of God and called of God to go out into the world to bring influence, to live in dominion. And I want to encourage you this morning, be the best possible you you can be. In your place of work, in your family home, uh, wherever you find yourself, be the best possible you. Why? Because you're blessed with every spiritual blessing that comes from heaven. You live under an open heaven. There is nothing that can limit you. There is nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can overcome you or overtake you in life because God is with you. Amen. I'm going to finish there this morning. I've got a whole lot of stuff, but we're out of time. Is this helping anybody? Come on. That's awesome. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say one more thing. I want you to go home. I just want you to read this passage of Scripture, Ephesians 1, 3 to 14. Just read it and read it and read it and re read the whole chapter, read the whole book. You know, it says that we're blessed. It says we're chosen. You're on team, God. You weren't, you weren't the last person chosen either. You were chosen first. God looked at you and said, I want that person on my team. So many of us feel rejected in life, rejected by partners, rejected by circumstance, rejected by employers. You are chosen. God doesn't reject you. He would never reject you. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. We're sons and daughters of God. We're adopted into the family. You're part of the family.
there's benefits, there's blessings, there's, there's things that happen being part of a family, there's things that I'll do for my kids that I don't do for other kids because they're my children. They're part of my family. I'll, I'll, I'll put food on their table. I'll put clothes on their back. I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. I'll sacrifice. God will sacrifice for you. He did sacrifice for you because you're part of the family. Uh, the next thing is that you're redeemed. You've made mistakes, but God's made corrections. I love that. You made mistakes, so we went to the cross. You're redeemed. Don't beat yourself up about things that God doesn't remember. Don't beat yourselves up. Don't negate the work of the cross by heaping guilt upon yourself now. You're not perfect, but you're journeying. You're redeemed. The next thing is you're forgiven. You are forgiven. And the forgiveness in Christ is complete. It's total and complete. And, and I love to see, see with one reading of this, you, you can miss all of this. But as we go back and we dwell on it and we meditate on the word, we chew on the word. To meditate means to chew and to process and to comprehend and to download. I want, I want to encourage you, go away. If, if, if somebody today, if you just get a, a revelation of I'm forgiven, might have had a divorce, you're forgiven. No drama, move on. You might have messed up and gone bankrupt no no drama forgiven move on you might have made massive mistakes as a, a teenager taken drugs done things stolen whatever you're forgiven I, I, that that helps me that helps me walk towards the future i'm called to because i'm not tied to the past i may have come from there but i'm going here i'm forgiven last thing we have an inheritance there is an inheritance waiting for you. Walk strong. Walk true as part of the family of God because there is an inheritance waiting for you. But can I say this? Don't stop living in the now, waiting for the inheritance. The inheritance is the bonus. I know people that put their life on hold because one day I'm going to get a big inheritance. But the problem with one day is one day never comes. Live now. Live holy. Live true. Can we just stand to our feet this morning? Father, we thank you for your word. God, we love you. Thank you, Lord, that you've blessed us individually and corporately with every spiritual blessing. God, I pray that you would work in every single person's life here this morning. Can we just lift our hands, close our eyes. God, move by your spirit right now. Father, we thank you. Holy Ghost, have your way. Holy Ghost, have your way here this morning. You might be here this morning saying, you know what? I want to live blessed. I want to know that favor. I want to know that peace. I want to know that God's with me on this journey called life. And right now, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. We're blessed as we belong. We're blessed in the decision to connect ourselves to, to God and His house. If you're here this morning and you're saying, pray for me, pray with me. I want to do that. I just want to say, you know what? Let's just pray a simple prayer that asks Jesus into our lives. Perhaps for the first time, perhaps afresh. Who is that this morning that would say, you know what? I want Jesus in my life. I want him to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Just say, you know what? Thank you. I want to pray that prayer. I want to know that peace. I want to have God in my corner working for me. I want to accept the completed work of the cross. Who else is there this morning? 
I feel like there's another person. Would you just lift your hand? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, do you know what, church? Together we're going to pray a prayer. Could I ask you, would, would you just come forward? Could we pray together this morning? Is that okay? Fantastic. Come on, let's put our hands together, church. This is awesome. You know, I don't feel like you're here by accident. I feel like God's had your number and he's been working on you for a while. And you know what? I, I, I honestly feel like your best days lay ahead. And there's almost this apprehension on the inside. I'm not sure. I, and that's okay because we're all there. We've all made this decision. We've all walked that walk. I'm telling you, God is for you. And I, I, I literally see the blessing of heaven coming upon your family. I see, I see restoration of relationships. Uh, I see health uh, entering. There's, there's situations where, you know, there's some pretty dire straits, but God is going to intervene. And you know, the awesome thing is he knows what we need. And he is, he is the one that not only knows what we need, but has the ability and capability to meet our needs. Church, let's pray this prayer together this morning. Amen. So Jesus, I give you my life. I turn away from my past. And I look to, to, towards my future with you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Reveal your ways to me. I thank you for salvation and the work of the cross. And today, I accept that I am saved. In Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, right now. Power of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Power of heaven. Lord, Jesus. It's okay, you don't have to fall over. It's, it's, it's the power of God. I'm telling you, God is going to work on your behalf. And there is a peace that's going to come upon you. I tell you, you're going to go to bed tonight and you're going to sleep soundly. You're, and you're going to wake refreshed. And I feel like there's been even these spirits that try and torment you at night. You stay awake and you toss and you turn. Devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And I tell you to let go of this woman's life. She is free in Jesus' name. She is, as of this day, washed in the blood of Christ. You have no hold over her world, over her family, over her future. I declare her free and at peace in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, can we just lift our hands one more time? Father, today, I declare the peace and blessing of heaven over every single person that stands before me. Lord, I thank you that you would smile upon every life in this building. God, for those that couldn't be in church today, touch them as well. Bless them. Let them get a revelation from your word, Lord God, of who they are because of what you've done. Father, we love you. We declare you glorious in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. And everybody said, Amen. come on, let's give God a mighty hand clap this morning. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.